if again according to these natural laws I've, I've not really studied this one in particular but is it that typically men have more dragon and as they get older they get nourished into to tiger or like how does that actually work from a biological male female perspective yeah so you know you're talking about energy here and it's fluid so we can all embody anything right this is absolutely nothing to do with with genders at all so um, anatomically disconnected um, we're talking energetically. So, and because we both embody each other, it will change in situations as well. So like if you are in an all doing situation, you'll push into your dragon energy and use that more um, as opposed to in an energy where you're doing a lot more feeling. Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically to become the best version of you. Welcome back to an episode of the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you both mentally and physically become the best version of yourself. If you're watching this on video and wondering why I've got my headphones in, I've had a bit of a technical malfunction. Uh, fortunately, my guest hadn't got too far into a flow state, but then we just started the episode and then my whole audio equipment started to uh, cut out. So uh, my guest today is Gillian Harper. Gillian, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Again, apologies about the technical difficulties. So like I mentioned to you a second ago, uh, very much looking forward to talking with you because it's a topic that I don't know much about. Um, I know a little bit about it and I think my audience knows a little bit about it as well because the terms we're going to talk about get thrown around on social media a lot, but people don't truly understand them. Uh, but can you take my audience back to what actually led you down this path of writing a book about this topic? Because given your history and your background, it seems like a bit of an odd trajectory. So can we just talk about where this all came from? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, my background very much, uh, I was a lawyer first, then an entrepreneur, and then an executive. And I was on that sort of 80 hour a week wheel, spinning it. And in around 2019, I started to take a break. I had my children, I had two daughters back to back in 18 months, which was fun. Uh, but I was also burnt out as well. So I was looking with what to do next. And I took a breath. And when I did, I also noticed that my relationship of 17 years was sort of a steaming pile of rubble. <laughs> uh, it was not what I thought it was. It was just, it was a disaster. And we were very much looking at a divorce, very, very close. Uh, so I did what a lot of people do when they look to get divorced. I went and met with a divorce attorney, uh, which is always a fun thing. And I got some strange advice. And this attorney said to me, she said in all of her years uh, practicing, that she had never come, she had never come across a woman who decided to take her time and slow down, um, have any regrets. You know, she always said it was the women who came in angry, upset, rushed divorce, were always um, regretted not slowing down, and particularly when little kids were involved. Because on the other side of divorce, a lot of times, you know, it's a lot harder than people realize. And she just encourages people to just go super slow. So her advice to me was, if you can, do nothing for 12 months. Just be, try to work on it and see what you can do. And I thought, oh, okay, 12 months, no changes, work on my relationship for a full year. Um, so I became obsessed. You know, I took my, all that energy I was pouring into my career now into my relationship to see if this was salvageable and looked at everything, psychiatrists, you know, psychics, took mushrooms, you know, what you name it, we did it all. I'm trying to figure it all out. And I came across this law of polarity and on a podcast. And then I was like, wow, it was this moment, you know, that true aha moment where I went, this is it. Like, this is where we've messed up. Um, we felt it. My husband felt it. We both just were so taken by this concept. Um, and so I did a lot of research, tried to find what I could what I could learn, there really wasn't a lot out there. To your point, there's some stuff on social media, a few podcasts. There'd been a couple of books written back in the 80s. Um, and so a couple of really good books, but the language was really outdated. Mm. You know, it was all this very like masculine, feminine, polarizing language that didn't help us, it hindered us. Mm. Um, and it got in the way of what we were trying to do. So that's sort of what led me to this topic. I saw a real need there because I could see how impactful this study can be and what a difference it made to my life. I mean, it brought us back from the brink. It has changed my life, changed people I've coached, their lives. Um, so yeah, I decided then to write a book about it and put it out there in a way that people could access. So we could start to have some conversations about polarity. I think that's fascinating because I think a lot of people, like you said, once they made the decision, no, I'm splitting my partner. 
as, as yeah. to your point that you're divorced lawyers basically saying like no this is where most people regret that how hard is it then to get your partner involved on in that because I imagine if you're like no no we'll try and work on this was he was he up for that like what, what was that like because I imagine that's a very difficult conversation so we talk about fixing the marriage yeah but it's that initial part isn't it which was probably the breakdown of communication so what was that like for you both in that early stages of trying to fix it because as you know, it's very uncomfortable when you're kind of a bit like you, there's resentment there. Like, how did you work through that? Because I think most people listening to this, before we even get into the topic, I think most people would be very interested in how you worked through that because there'll be a lot of people right now that are struggling in relationships and a bit like, well, how the hell did she do that? Like, if she's so determined to leave, how did she mm-hmm. manage to communicate with a partner that she wanted to try and make it work? Like, so can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, and look, and our, every circumstance is so different, isn't it? But for us, you know, we, my husband wanted to make the marriage work very much he didn't want it to be over he had these two children he had everything he ever wanted um he wasn't the person he was yesterday he wanted to change and so he was on board for anything you know we were in that point where if I said let's do therapy he would do the therapy you know if I said let's go work on this let's talk about this he was all for investing the time you know to make it work Mm -hmm. um and for me the same thing I was like it's it was something that, you know, after 17 years, we had been everything to each other. You know, we had been best friends. We'd been together since we were teenagers. I didn't even know what my life looked like on the other side. So we were very much in it and wanting to make it work. But again, I do think both both people have to put in the work. Like if I had come to the table and said, I want to do all these things, I'm going to do all this work. And Peter, my husband, just kept carrying on the way he was. Um, we would never have got there. You know, like it really was a team effort. Um, and, you know, I speak for him a lot in the book as well, because a lot of what we put in there has been a joint effort of, of insights that we've discovered together, mm. for sure. I think that's a big thing, like it's in the relationships, it should be give and take. I'm glad you sort of said that, the fact that you weren't forcing him to do anything, you wanted to change, but it's yeah. saying you it's saying you want to change, but then it's actually backing it up with action, which is clearly what he did there. And that's the difference, isn't it? Where people say they're going to do something, like, oh yeah, I do want to make this relationship work, and then mm. they do nothing about it. So the fact he actually was like, no, no, no. I'm going to step up. And he did. I mean, that's says it all really. And for me, it was also, you know, in a lot of the reading I did, I also, you know, really wanted to acknowledge my accountability in all this too, you know, in the situation we were in. It it wasn't, you know, Peter had done everything wrong and I was right. Like we had both created this situation. We had both got to this stage in the marriage. And whether my thinking around it too was, you know, firstly, we had kids now, they were little, um, but whether we made it, you know, whether we could sort it out or not, I was never going to regret putting in a year's work on myself, you know, because at the end of it, we were going to be in each other's lives forever. We had these children tailoring us to each other. Um, So if we could make our relationship better, even as friends, you know, post-divorce, that was going to be a good thing for everybody. And then for me, I needed to find out what were these patterns? What was I doing? Um, So I didn't repeat them because the last thing I wanted to do is just pick up all the shit I did wrong and just move it to the next relationship. You know, like what's the point? I may as well keep it working here. So for me, it was, there was no downside. It was like put in the work and if we couldn't, then so be it, at least we really tried. Mm. You know? I, lo- I love we spoke about there, but a few things about taking responsibility. That's something I talk a lot about either with my clients or when I'm doing uh, stuff on my social media. Like I think taking responsibility stuff, even that situation now, so I don't know the ins and outs, but you were like, well, I'm taking ownership from my part in this because a relationship is two ways where a lot of people be very quick to, no, it's all his fault, it's all his fault, but that mm. then completely disempowers you. Now, if you can actually just own what you've played in that, even if it's a small part, that then gives yeah. you your power back. And I think that's where people go wrong. They're, they're very quick to play, play the blame game and blame all these other things. And it's like, if you can just take it back to you in some way, shape or form, you take your power back because if you improve yourself, even by 5% or even 1%, you're a better person yeah. you can move forward with your life, which is a massive thing. And they mentioned patterns as well. I love that. So how did you, kind of, how did you try and figure out your patterns? Because... Again, it's a big thing that people struggle with. We are basically pattern machines. And as you've said, and I've called a few clients out on this, they basically go from one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, blaming their partners. But it's the same partners they're picking and the common <laughs> denominator is them. And once they realize yeah. that, it's kind of like like you said, it's like you get hit by a train or this light bulb moment. You're like, wow, actually, it's not all them. It's a little bit on me and my patterns and picking these these types of people. So how did you discover about the patterns? Because that's a big thing. There's a big moment for people. I remember when I discovered my patterns, and I, and I looked yeah. at my depression and, and my life and I was like, wow, I'm responsible for all of this with all these patterns. So how did you work with that? 
Yeah. And so for me, a lot of it, and, and it really ties back into that energy piece, you know, so oh, like when we, when we sort of talk about the talk about polarity and maybe this is a good point to talk about that too, but what I had done is, you know, I was craving something from the relationship. I was craving that deep drag and this deep masculine energy from Peter, but I was also living in that energy myself. I'd been a workaholic. I was all doing, all achieving, and I was in that space. So it just didn't didn't leave a lot of room for him to necessarily bring to the relationship what I, I didn't give him the space to bring to the relationship what he could. You know, I was so caught up in seeing him the way he was, not seeing him change, not seeing him evolve. Um, so yeah, I just I had to also look at it and go, oh, okay, well, you want this from them. What do they need from you? And how to back away from that and sort of go into our different poles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, the pattern, identifying that, it's just it just takes time, doesn't it? I mean, you just got to really, a lot of reading, a lot of thinking, a lot of looking at what's going on. Even though I didn't have a lot of boyfriends or partners before Peter, um, they still fit the mould, you know. And I think therapy works great. I mean, I, I did a lot of work with therapists too to just help unpack a lot of it Um, I'm all for talking to people who know a lot more than I do Uh, so you know there's always a place for that and I think there's still a lot of shame around that trying to talk about these things or it feels very self-indulgent to people Um, but in the end you know I think if it can help you get deeper insight meaning and then find more joy and happiness in in your day then go for it you know get Mm. the help you need I completely agree with that I think there is a lot of shame and stigma around therapy and just talking and people are like, yeah. especially especially men, they like to bottle it up. And that's one of the biggest things that men struggle. And again, I'm sure Peter had some stuff he needed to get off his chest. So again, him just going and talking to someone as well, it just allows men to actually open up and express themselves. So I think that's a massive mm-hmm. thing. And I don't think there should be any shame around that at all. So let's then link into this then law of polarity. We've sort of mentioned it and tapped on it. But for people that haven't heard of it, what is this law of polarity? Like, because it's only a concept that I've only recently come across. So what actually is this and why should we care about it? <laughs> yeah, great point. So it's one of those natural laws, you know, like the law of attraction or law of cause and effect. It's one of these 12 ancient natural laws that you hear all the time. Um, it's kind of the, you know, the lesser known cousin, I guess. And it is definitely having a moment, which is great because it's so powerful. Uh, and so basically, according to the law of polarity, people with opposite sexual energy create a powerful, attractive force between them, whereas people with the same energy create a neutral or repulsive force so the thinking is it's really opposites attract Mm -hmm. and then the greater distance between your energies the greater the attractive force so when we talk about sexual energies the traditional term for those were the masculine and the feminine so the yin the yang Uh, but again I didn't as we were going through this those terms just didn't help you know they really got in the way of our healing and talking about it so I started using uh, language derived from Taoism, which is one of the origins of this law as well. And we started using this language around dragons and tigers because both of these energies are amazing, powerful. You know, they have a lot of power within them. Um, The masculine energy, the dragon energy, that yang, that's our doing energy. It's the the energy that really gets shit done. um, It's our achieving, it's our competitive nature, and it really is driven by... um, uh, craving and like a deep motto of I will be happy when I am free like it's chasing freedom all the time financial freedom sexual freedom you know physical freedom you name it it's this idea of freedom Um, and on the other side of the continuum we have this feminine energy our yin um, our tiger energy I like to call it and that if the dragon's chasing freedom the yin's already free you know, it's the part of us that is wild, it's ethereal, it's all about the heart, uh, it's all about feeling, it's about connection, it's the part of us that um, really deeply wants to be seen and loved. You know, a tiger, their mantra is some version of, I will be happy when I am seen, I am loved, or I have someone to see and love, to give all my love to. Uh, so that's at the other side. And they, within each of us, we have both right? It's on a continuum. It's, uh, you know, according to Taoism, it's around 70-30. Think of like the yin-yang symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if everyone's was all dragon, you would be sort of, uh, you know, high progressive words like toxic masculinity come into it. You know, there's no balance in there. 
Uh, and then if we were all tiger, we'd just be untethered. And we've all got a friend that's pretty deep into their tiger. They're the one that, you know, like time has no essence. You know, they're not overly tethered. Um, they're floating through life, you know. Um, so it's, you know, we ground it with a little bit of both. But in a relationship, the idea is if someone can be in one pole and someone in the other, it's like being, um, it's like, I think of it like a rubber band. You know, if if the rubber band is the sexual tension in your relationship, one partner is holding one end, one is the other. The further you step away from each other and the more distance you create, the more tension you can create, um, sexual tension and desire and passion in your relationship as well. So that's, you know, that's kind of polarity in a nutshell. So how, because I think a lot of people um, listening to this aren't familiar with this, they'll be yeah. thinking that, because you get in relationships where there is tension, but it's not good sexual tension. Right. So how do you know that, and again, I, I know that, it should be obvious if it's sexual tension or not, but do you know what I mean? Like in relationships where it can be a little bit tense, but it's not good yeah. tension, where there's a little bit of anger, animosity, jealousy, envy, whatever it is, how do you differentiate the difference between the two? Because you can get someone that's very masculine, not necessarily masculine in the terms that we're talking about here with the yin and the yang, the tiger and the dragon, but can be very alpha, very dominant in a relationship. And then someone that's very submissive and not necessarily in a sexual way, just, just as, as a person. And yeah. then that can become very unbalanced so what's the difference between that because that is a very uh different thing to what we're talking about here isn't it so what is the difference yeah. between the two yeah so for this we're, we're not necessarily yet talking about these you know there's some really unhealthy stuff out there about power and control right so yeah. in relationships we're not talking about giving up your your power to somebody right where you're letting them um yeah sort of in a, in a toxic way yeah this is more talking about sort of so with, with your sexual energy, a lot of times it's the way we approach just life in general. So we have, we'll have a different idea of priorities, a different idea of motivators, and then what brings us joy. And so a lot of times it's understanding what your own dominant energy is and then how you're motivated. And it's where they're different without sort of communication understanding that can cause some of that conflict too, right? So um if the masculine is all about sort of challenge and competition and missions and doing, and the the tiger in the relationship is all about feeling, um, sometimes if we don't communicate and understand what our partner needs, we try to give them what we need. Mm. And that's not always what they want or how they're approaching the situation. And that can cause a lot of tension. Um, but also in relationships, a lot of the tension can come from being in the same energy. So for Peter and I, when we first met, we were beautifully polarized and that tends to be pretty normal. Like you tend to be just like naturally attracted to your opposite, like sexual tension normally will start a lot of relationships anyway. It's like the, the boom, you know, it gets yep. you started. Yep. Um, so like we, that, that's the good part. The, the bad part is kind of over time, a lot of what happens when we spend a lot of time with the same person is we tend to like rub up against each other like magnets and we kind of like merge our energies. Um, and a lot of times, what will happen so for us we both became very dragon-like so when we started our relationship peter was this like wild fun tiger he was the festival guy he wasn't that serious about his career yet he didn't really have his life purpose you know he walked into a room and he was party pete and he sparkled and oh it was amazing um you know it was just like a beautiful thing and when we first started i was like i was all drag and i was like you know, I'm going to graduate, I got recruited by the top law firm, I'm going to change the world, I was just all do, 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 less feel. So we worked really well together. But then as Peter sort of evolved through life, he moved deeper into his dragon. So he's, you know, got serious about his career, knew what he was going to do, got, you know, really um, changed his energy and evolved into this, like, man he is today. But I was still being a dragon too. So what happens is instead of it being like this, you know, we completed each other, this really natural thing where we had flow, we just became abrasive because two like deep dominant dragons in a relationship together looks like a lot of conflict. It's like challenge. We were posturing for control all of the time and there was no room. It was just like, it was intense mm -hmm. and not in a good way. And we lived like that for almost a decade. And that was sort of, you know, our undoing because we both crave something different in mm -hmm. a relationship. You know, and I imagine it happens really subtly and slowly as well, because obviously you, you're not really aware of it. And if you're not aware of energies, all you're going to see is, is, is him basically getting, oh, wow, so he, he's doing well in his career. You're not understanding the, the energy behind that that's then actually causing guys to drift close together, which then causes that, that the, the, the potential friction there. 
Yeah, exactly. And everything was abrasive, right? Because the dragon is is challenged, it wants to win, it's that posturing for control. And so everything was like that. Everything was an argument. Um, and so, you know, he's craving that softness, that nourishing. He was now in his dragon. He really wanted that from me or from someone, you know, and that was what he was looking for. It's what he needed to support him in that current place he was in his life. And I wasn't able to provide that for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in that space. Um, I am now. I've I've changed, you know, since I sort of slowed down and then really became clear about what made me happy. And I think that's a big thing for, for people as they're learning about this is, you know, what what is your dominant energy? Because you can get burnt out if you live in the wrong one a lot of the time. And our society like rewards dragon. Like we're, we're trained to be dragons. The second we go to school, it's like dragon training, how to do, how to achieve, how to compete, how to win, like how to consume, like all of that. Um, and we reward that as a society. And so there's a lot of bias in there, sort of encouraging us all to live like that. Um, but it's sort of ignoring a big part of, you know, a lot of a lot of what makes us happy. I mean, I'm I'm actually I'm very happy in this feminine tiger energy. It brings me a lot of joy. But there was a lot of shame around that. You know, I didn't feel like that was something encouraged. It was something sort of very judged, which is weird. It's weird that we do that. And especially since you're doing so well in your like business career as well, like you build that up. And again, as a woman in a quote unquote man's world, you've done so well, you like dominated that to then be like, well, actually, I don't want to live in this world anymore. I want to go into this more feminine, quote unquote feminine energy. Again, it's like you said, like what, what people think. And that's what a lot of people do, don't they? They stay in an energy or a situation or a job they don't really like because they're afraid of the potential shame and judgment of other people. So rather than living their true authentic life, they would rather burn out, be unhappy, be miserable just to make everyone else happy about their life, which is a really bizarre concept when you speak it out loud, but so many people are doing it. Yeah, we can talk ourselves into what people expect from us, what we, yeah, there's a lot of pressure in there. Um, and so it took a lot, it took a lot of work for me to go, oh, wow, no, I was burnt out. This is where I'm happy. This is the space. And that's not saying I can't have a career. I mean, gosh, I've written a book, I'm speaking, I'm doing all that, but I'm doing it from a place now that nourishes me rather than depletes me. Um, and also nourishes my relationship because that's my priority. It's like, okay, this is coming first. Um, so yeah, do, do, do I find it's easier as well? Now you're living the, 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 it's like the effortless way because you're in tune with your energy. It's not force it's not go 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 it's like because again you're more in a flow state with it all so it's like you're having this career but it's on your terms your time you're enjoying it and it's just effortless rather than before you're literally trying to force it force it force it force it force it but not realizing why you're forcing it but once you actually step into what you're supposed to be doing it literally becomes effortless absolutely just downstream it's like i've been paddling upstream for years and i was exhausted and then i finally just let go and i was like oh life doesn't have to be that hard you know like why was I making it really hard on myself and a lot of that is yeah it's conditioning expectations what will people say and then you realize when everything falls apart no one's saying anything you just go run your own race you know no one really cares as much as you think they do people people, people care too much about themselves to care about other people and my, my thing is like I said people say stuff it's like okay well okay I don't care like as long as I'm happy with what I'm doing I've got to say now in my life, I'm like, I'm just content. I know where I'm going. I'm happy with it. And like what you sort of said there, it's like, once you discover your purpose and where, where you're meant to be and where you fit in, it becomes effortless. And again, it's not saying, again, I, I feel like I want to clarify this as well. It's not saying you don't have to work hard to get what you want, but it shouldn't be draining. It shouldn't be just depleting. Your, if you're waking up and not wanting to do the thing you're meant to be doing, that for me is a bit of a telltale sign of something's not quite right there. It should be enjoying the hard work like i've got a thing on my board here that says hard work is the goal but it's like mm-hmm. i enjoy the hard work like you've, you've got to work hard but it's not a chore for me it's not hard it's, it's easy does that make sense absolutely yeah i mean yeah i mean writing this book was the most challenging hardest thing i've ever done it pushed me to my limit it's like wow like i had to really work through it so much research um but it was also the most fun I've ever had. It's the most energized I've ever felt. Like I was alive doing it. It felt like channeling, you know, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, it's it, the hard work doesn't go away. You still need to put it in. Um, but to your point, it's the process. You can you can feel the difference. You can feel the flow state for sure. I just clarify like some people to be like, oh yeah, once against my energy, it's gonna be really easy. It's like, no, it's not, not, not what I'm talking about here, but it just becomes more effortless and in tune. So can because talk about the energy so I know, I know i love the way the fact that you call them um that's a tiger and dragon I, I love that because like you're saying like um most masculine 
masculine quote unquote men don't like to think they've got feminine energy even though they do so it's like actually right. if you can call it tiger it sounds a lot more like neutral like because dragons and tigers neutral I, I, I love that it's a great concept um can men have more feminine energy than masculine energy can there be more tiger than dragon um is that a natural thing like is because nowadays there's a lot of uh, fluidity and stuff like that isn't there so i'm not sure um if again according to these natural laws I've, I've not really studied this one in particular but is it that typically men have more dragon and as they get older they get nourished into to tiger or like how does that actually work from a biological male female perspective yeah so you know you're talking about energy here and it's fluid so we can all embody anything right this is absolutely nothing to do with with genders at all so um anatomically disconnected um, we're talking energetically. So, and because we both embody each other, it will change in situations as well. So like if you are in an all doing situation, you'll push into your dragon energy and use that more um, as opposed to in an energy where you're doing a lot more feeling. Um, so a lot of us just as just through life are living more in our dragon anyway. And even, even you know, people who are just uh, like homemakers, they're just homemakers, are homemakers, very important. Um, but actually a lot of that energy is dragon energy because it's doing energy. There's, there's like caring in there as well, but most of it is, you know, getting the stuff done. It has to get done. Um, but yeah, for men in particular, um, you do see, and I've done a lot of research in this space and they, it, from, from the research I've seen, it's about 90% of men do tend to have a dominant dragon energy. They do tend to embody the, the masculine and 90% of women do tend to live in that sort of 70, 30, where they're embodying the tiger and the feminine. Now that's not saying, you know, again, so, you know, the other, other percentage of people for the most part, you know, can be flipped and can be reversed. And that's, that's super normal. There's plenty of women who are just happy in their dragon. They're not depleted by it. That's their energy source. They love it. They live for it. I've got friends like that. Um, and, you know, great. And there's plenty of men who are just all tigers. Again, I've got male friends who are full tigers. Um, they live in their tiger energy. So, you know, it's just different for everybody. And it's more about being authentic and getting that deep understanding. Like when I'm not stressed, when I'm not at work, when I'm not doing things for other people, when I'm sitting at my core, um, what am I? And how do I, how do I feel? How am I motivated? And, you know, there's a few ways that you can sort of think about that. Um, you know, are you motivated by the idea of, challenge or connection you know like when you think about like your your day-to-day -day life so even when you when this is kind of trivial but it's interesting to think about like when you're in your downtime and you watch tv would you prefer to watch sport which is a form of like freedom breaking free of a tackle it's challenge it's competition someone's winning um you're watching war movies you're watching sort of sci-fi or are you more looking for connections like is that when you're in your downtime and you're relaxing are you getting energized from watching a rom-com or you know something like that so or even friends or sex and the city like these shows that really embrace sort of that human connection so like there's different ways of of thinking about it um you know are you are you motivated by um even when you think about when you're having sex like because the dragon and the tiger connect sexually really differently so the dragon will approach sex as kind of again it's something to get done i want to be free of this feeling of desire no problems using pornography, masturbating, there's no emotional connection because it's something to do, um, easy to do, sort of detach from the, the act. It's like another thing to shoot. The tiger energy is all about being seen and loved. Use sex as a way to like connect, right? So how can I, um, it's more about seduction, being seen, uh, using this moment to go deeper into a relationship. It's a different way of approaching that. And if they feel like they're a tool in a toolbox, there's normally some shame there. You know, it's like, oh, that didn't feel nice because that's not what I wanted from that type of connection. So and there's different ways as you go through to sort of test that out and go, oh, okay, well, if I did really think about that, um, I'm probably more over here in my energy. And once you have a sense of that, you can start to nourish that a little bit more to go deeper and get further energized. I find it fascinating because, again, I talk a lot about energy on podcasts. And I have done before. Uh, and, again, once you understand that we are just spiritual beings living in a physical body and we understand we are just energy beings, and especially when we talk about the, the sex connection, I think that's absolutely fascinating where uh, we tend to talk about uh, like having friends with benefits, that most women can't do that because they get connected. And that then makes sense because, again, in their feminine energy. Uh, and, again, talk about men. Most men will go sleeping around. Again, not exclusively because you get women that do the same thing as well. But normally when you're having a sexual um, friends with benefits, one person gets detached and then one person's yeah. like, oh, I've actually started to get feelings. And that then I'm assuming is because they've sort of 
changed energy and then it does it's not become if it's two dragons just doing the deed then it's fine but then if one goes into the feminine energy it's like right, actually i want more of a connection out of this that's then what causes the issue which i never even really thought about so you've explained that I just said i'm like we well, yeah, of course it makes perfect sense but i've never really thought about that in that terms but it makes perfect sense yeah yeah and it's it's funny because it is like a lot of a lot of women in particular or people dominating the time will go how can you how can you have sex i mean it, it meant nothing I don't understand that, you know, like, because of course it means something. And you're just saying to me it meant nothing, but of course it meant something because sex means something. And you're like, well, no, not really, not to the dragon, not always. I mean, and I think where it's beautiful and we transcend those energies is when, when both people come to the party and, and, you know, every, you know, there is that emotional connection in sex. I think that's like, you know, that's the stuff that, uh, that poets write about, you know, um, but for the most part, you're right. I think it's, it is different. We want different things. And if you can have that understanding and empathy, um, then I think it, it goes a long way to sort of trying to go to, to give each other what you need as well mm -hmm. um, in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you easily change energies once you're aware of what your dominant energy is? And what I mean by that is, for example, let's say, um, as a male, let's say I, I need to go to work and be a dragon and I'm going to go mm -hmm. dragon, do some dragon things. And then I come back and my partner's also a dragon, but she's mm -hmm. so comfortable in her dragon. And then once we've learned this, stuff, it's like, well, actually kind of, you need to create that polarity. Could then one of us realize and really flip to go to the, the tiger energy? Is it that sort of simple to sort of, yeah. is, is it dependent on like what you're doing, for example? So you can be very tiger but then when it comes to playing sports your dragon instantly comes out is it is it very fluid i know i know it is because energy yeah. but how easy is it to actually tap into these different uh, states yeah and once you're aware of it, it is it's a lot easier than you realize and i think you know it and we definitely can we we can we can flow in and out but you'll tend to have like what will happen is, is you'll sort of have have a craving for one more than the other um, but, you know, to your point, if you get home and your partner is just, is full dragon and you have that ability to change, um, and if you have the ability to change more and you're thinking about it, you're probably a tiger <laughs> because tigers, you know, tigers think really do put a lot of work into this stuff a lot more because dragons are mission focused. Um, they're purpose focused. They tend to like probably not pick up the book. Like there's a pretty good chance if you're a dragon, you're not going to pick my book off the bookshelf, you know, just mm -hmm. because you're probably on a mission, you're probably doing something, you're achieving, you're over there. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I'll think about that later. Mm -hmm. um, so you, the tigers are, do just tend to be the ones to contort themselves because they will be the one to be a little bit more aware. They will be the one more likely. Uh, I don't know if put anyone in the box. We all have the ability to do it, but the ones that are paying attention more, more of the time tend to be the tiger energy. Um, so yeah, you can, there are things that you can do at the end of the day. Like for me, um, you know, I've got a construction project going on at the moment. I'm doing a lot of work. I am in my dragon all day and I need to, at the end of the day, because I know a relationship needs it. Um, I need to, to take a moment and, and sort of, I call it shedding the dragon skin. You know, I need to do things at the end of the day to move from my head which is all the thinking and that's the dragon energy. The dragon is the consciousness. It's thinking all the time. It's solving problems. The tiger is feeling. So it's the heart. So if you're even talking about, you know, chakras, it's, it's the heart chakra, it's the opening, it's the feeling, it's the emotion. And so for me, I need to do things at the end of the day to make me feel, you know, and not think things through. Um, so it's, you know, I'll try to get in my body, the senses, uh, even if it's like a walk, yoga, speaking to a friend, some sort of connection, like something to move me out of that energy into the space I want to be, because I know that's the energy I want to bring to the relationship. That's what Peter needs from me, um, because he doesn't have the ability. He is like, you know, he's still working his 80 hours a week. He need, He's searching from me from that, that deep nourishing. So when he walks into the door with a million problems and he goes, oh, I had this at work and that at work, because I can solve them my the tendency is i want to you know i want to meet him with that energy and i'm like right this is what you do that's how you solve this problem no 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 but that's actually not what he wants for me in the relationship you know that's sort of an old pattern that got us into trouble last time um really when he comes home with his list of things and he's sharing it off i just i have to move into my heart and go have space to just to check that he's okay I'm like okay all right wow all right what can i do to support you here I'm not trying to solve his problems from him, trying to help, you know, bring love to the situation mm -hmm. as opposed to necessarily another, you know, dragon to the situation. I bring my tiger. 
You're trying, um, to, help, you're trying to help him solve yeah. the problems. You're trying to help him solve the problems almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's what he needs anyway. He wants mm -hmm. to solve his old home problems. He doesn't need me to solve them. You know, all that does is, you know, emasculate him. Um, you know, is, because... that, is it interesting? Because like I said, what I said to the start of this, this is a topic that I don't know really anything about. So what I'm doing is, as a single male right now, I'm putting myself back into past relationships. I'm thinking, sure. wow. That's what that was, where it's like, actually what's happening is I'm going in with these problems. And what I actually needed was like a sounding board so I could figure it out myself. Then what ended up happening is the person thought they were helping me, but they weren't helping me because they were solving the problems for me. And actually, like, right. yeah, that makes me feel like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. And then, and then that makes me feel worse. And it pushes me out of the energy that I, I'm, I'm comfortable in. That's yeah. why I love podcast episodes like this because you're helping me learn. Because I literally, I'm like, wow, this you're connecting a lot of dots for me. Uh, and I know Mike is gonna be pissed off in the background because like he's not he's not able to listen in on it because the technically it's, it's, I just heard him chuckling and so he knows he knows this is a good episode. Unfortunately, he can't hear it, so it's uh, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for him with this. Now I just want to just go back to you mentioned something about friends. So let's say you've gone from your dragon. And then you've got to come back and for your partner, you're like, right, actually, he needs me to be in my tiger. Cool. Then you've mentioned one of the things you can do to get into that feeling state is be with your friends. Now, mm. with friends, when it comes to energies and polarity, do you want to have friends that are a mixture of everything or will that cause tension and issues? Or do you want to hang around with other tigers? Like, what's the situation with that? Because I'm very fascinated in, obviously, with the relationship, we know opposites, perfect. When it comes to a friendship group, because a lot of people do struggle to fit in, find friends, keep friends. Is that to do with this law of polarity as well? Yeah, it can be. And really, it's, it's how you get energized as well. So, you know, when I need to nourish my tiger energy, it I absolutely it helps to spend time with other tigers. There's no doubt about it. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to feel, we're trying to fill up. And it was interesting. I struggled in my 20s when I was in my dragon energy all the time. I struggled to make female friends. Like, it was really hard for me. And I was sitting in these relationships where they're like talking and feeling and I'd be like, oh, you know, we'd be at a barbecue and I'd see like the man over there talking politics and this. And all I wanted to do was stand over there. I was like, God, don't make me sit with women, Pete. I don't want to be over there with women. Please let me just come have a man. Like it's so much more rewarding for me. Um, it, was, it was fascinating. And again, even for me, as I learn about this, I can look back now and go, oh, that's what that was. You know, I wasn't in that space, I felt like the, the the tiger chat was just painful. It's like, oh God, they just talk about weird, you know, thing. Oh, they're not talking about anything of substance. Um, now I crave it. I love it. You know, I go out with my tiger friends and like, because tigers even, we talk about our problems and, and back to sort of problem solving, which is kind of interesting to your, what you were mentioning before. Um, like when dragons talk about problems, they really talk about it to solve it. So they'll either talk about it with someone who can help them fix the problem or they're going to talk about it to like clarify maybe that it wasn't their fault the problem started in the first place. It's like this clarifying and then solving. So they want to make problems smaller and they want them to then go away. Yeah. That's it. That's what we want from our problems. We want them to get smaller and then fixed and move on. Um, the tiger energy, like our problems, it tends to be we want to feel it. We want to feel it all the way through. We don't necessarily want to fix it. We want to talk about it. We want to make it bigger. And then our problem that we're having today actually turns into the same problem that happened yesterday. And then that reminds me of this problem that happened last week. And mm -hmm. we like grow, we expand, and we make our problems bigger. And it's very hard to do that with another with a dragon because, again, they're going to try and solve it, solve it, solve it. We don't want to solve it. We want to talk about it. We want to feel. We want to fill up. And we want to use this as a way to kind of feel it all the way through till it like ruptures and then eventually it goes away. Um, but you kind of need, I, so I love that. So now with my tiger friends, we all sit around, we solve our problems, we talk about everything in circles, we talk about them 10 times over. Um, it's just such a different place. And then similarly, to go deeper into your dragon, um, being around other dragons is really powerful, particularly dragons that you respect, because that's what the dragon wants more than anything. The tiger wants pleasure. The dragon wants respect. It's craving it. Mm. So if you can surround yourself with other dragons that you respect, that will help you go deeper into that energy as well. That's sort of, when you see a group of dragons, it's always the most successful dragon that everyone success is, respects the most, normally gets the most floor time mm. in the group. Um, anyway, yeah. Sorry, there's so much in that no 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 there is and, and like, like i said it's, it's my, my brain's just going in overdrive now because i'm thinking that a lot of people need to understand this because this is where a lot of the problems in relationships come as you said uh, as a woman if you're predominantly tiger energy and you want to talk about the problems and your partner's dragon energy and you're like no he just wants to solve the problem if you don't know that you're going to get mad at him because I just want to talk, and he's like, "What well, I want to solve it?" Like, because again, I think about myself. When's the problem? 
I don't like let's talk about it I, I'm very big again on the art communication tell me what's going on but let's solve it I don't want to spend all day talking about this I want to know right what's the problem how can we fix it and let's move on but if you don't know that as a drag as a tiger sorry you're gonna get, think that the dragon's being insensitive but he's not he generally does care <laughs> but he's just like I care enough that I want to move on whatever this negative problem thing is I want to solve it and we can move on but then yeah. if you don't understand <laughs> that and when and when you bring it up the next day the dragon goes we solved this yesterday yes like, yeah and, and then, then the dragon get then the dragon gets agitated she's like i thought yeah. we solved this like what what we literally just got, oh no 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 I, I found a new part i want to discuss and the dragon's like what like but again if you don't know this stuff again it can cause arguments but if you understand right. it and be like ah right i know what she's doing here or i know what he's doing here cool that makes perfect sense to me yeah and it's part of like and also when the dragon's got a problem they want solitude and and we kind of like chase them down and we'll get the tiger's like tell me about it tell me about your problem and the dragon's like, i don't really want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it. i just want to go to my den of solitude i want to solve it i don't want to make it bigger and then we get hurt you know like why don't you share you're not letting me in why didn't, why didn't you care why didn't you care it's yeah like, well, it's not yeah. nothing to do with that but again people getting confused with what's been said then yeah. they're taking it very personally. The, the, the tiger will take it as a personal attack, but it's not personal. The dragon's just doing his sort of thing to, I know what I need, let me just do my thing. Again, equally, same with the tiger. When the tiger wants to talk about it, the dragon's trying to shut them up. It's like, no, no, you need to understand what the, the person's, they're trying to get their need met and their need is they yeah. want to just talk about it, get it out. <laughs> but literally, I'm few, living this. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And there's a few places where that happens a lot, you know, like patterns. Stress is one and problem solving. Another one's around money because we have really different attitudes. And the other one is this sort of approach to sex. They're like the three hot buttons that just like play on repeat. You know, we just keep repeating these same mistakes. So, but once you know about it, to your point, you can start to approach it differently. So now when I have like a problem, I'll be like, do I want to solve this? I actually ask myself that question. Is this a problem I want to solve and to go away? Or is this something I just need to feel through and vent? And if I want it to solve, I take it to Peter and I let him solve it with me and we solve it. Mm -hmm. If it's something that I go... No, this is, I'm just mad about this. You know, I, I know because you know what? Tigers can solve their own problems. Of course we can. We've had plenty of dragon training. We know how to do stuff. Um, we can do it. We just don't want to. Um, and so, you know, when I know that, when I know the difference, then I go, oh, I'm taking this somewhere else. I'm not going to bring this home at night and ruin my evening with Peter kind of going over this. Let me like call my mum or I'll call a girlfriend or I'll write a message or I'll find a different way to work that through. Um, and not necessarily bring everything to the relationship. And at first it felt weird because I was like, oh, aren't you just creating boundaries? Shouldn't we share everything? Shouldn't we bring all of this to each other all the time? But I think that's also a problem of what we're doing today. We're expecting our partners to be our everything. Yep. We want them to be our TV watching buddy, our workout buddy, our life coach, our career mentor. And if you're working at home, you're co-workers because you're in yep. desks and other parts of the house. And as a result, we sort of like keep expecting each other to, to play all these roles when it takes a village, you know? And, 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 is it, and that's it, isn't that interesting when it comes to sexual side of things as well, where the sex dies out in a relationship. But then, as you said, is it any wonder when you're playing all these roles for someone, like for each other, like you, you sort of lose the fact of actually a sexual partner is a role that you should be playing. But if you're busy, yes. like I said, being a life coach and a gym buddy and this and that and this and that, it's like, well, actually, where's the energy to actually then do that? Because... You, you're giving all your energy to these other things. And when it comes down to that, you'd be like, oh, can't be bothered. Or you then sat there in bed talking about business or talking about the gym or it's like, well, that's not really what, yeah, you can discuss it obviously, but it's like, my point is like, it kind of peters out and doesn't really become a thing. And then you get confused as to why, you know, why we get tempted outside of the relationship as well, because yeah, we're craving something different. Yeah. And so I think part of it, you know, if monogamy is really important, then sitting down and going, what is the role of this relationship? And both parties being really honest about that. Like, are we financial partners? Are we just co-parents? Are we friends? But if this is our primary relationship and sex is really, really important in every relationship, mm -hmm. um, then let's prioritize that, yes. you know, because I have friends over here that can be friends. I've got an accountant or a financial advisor who can do that for me. You know, I have all these other people that can play that role, but my, but my partner, my you know, my lover, if that's just going to be my, my monogamous relationship, then I need to create the space to make sure that can happen there. Mm. And I need to know how to create space to, for that desire, even if we've been together for 20 years, you know, like it's still a priority. Is it interesting then when, when, when I'm thinking again, how I've been in past relationships, isn't it then interesting that 
it's not except in my head if I'm thinking I've done some stuff and again I've, I've done a lot of reflecting on this and then taking responsibility for the part I've played in relationships which were most of the times all on me like I was the problem when I look back at it but when you're talking there now I'm actually thinking about it like actually I put so much into the the, the, the person that I was with they were pretty much everything that I had and then the sexual side of things because that wasn't a thing there I was then tempted elsewhere and again mm-hmm. I'm completely transparent that that was me that used to be me until I realized that it was me that was the issue with that but then as to your point there it's actually well if you're not prioritizing that and that's a key thing for me which it is in a relationship for mm-hmm. me it wasn't the fact I never liked these people loved them and they, they were literally they were amazing people to me it was the fact of I had a need it wasn't getting met and at this time I didn't have to communicate that to your point here like right. I had no idea so I was just like well actually I'll just go here and get it but to me it's just like just scratching an itch but actually the whole thing again for the, the tiger that's a massive thing and I, again, yeah. too, you said that now, you kind of connected a lot of dots for me. And I'm just like, I'm just sat here like, wow, this is explaining a lot. I, I, I've, I've, I've taken a lot of responsibility and ownership for how I've been. But all you're doing is making me understand it on a different level. And I hadn't really thought about it like that. And it's really powerful for me. Yeah, yeah. And once, it's, once you also know what you need, right? So for me, <clears throat> even on the sex side, it was, you know, I didn't want to feel like a tool. So, you know, rolling over in the morning, you know, when I'm, you know, smelly breath and I feel gross and I don't feel like I can be seen, right? Because you want, and, and the tiger energy wants to be seen and be seen and be loved, right? So I don't want to be seen when I'm like that. Um, so that's not a good time for me. I'm like, don't approach me now because then I do just feel like a tool in the toolbox. And why don't you just go handle that yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, but when you, when I want a bit, when I connection, it, for me, it's more about seduction. It's more about getting ready and feeling in the space we just make time for that now. You know, we know, okay, I need something different. Now, you know, there's a time for a quickie here and there, right? That makes sense. There's always a time for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's something that he needs as well. Um, so it's meeting his needs. But, you know, now that we find the space for it, we find the room, what does that look like? What is my kind of ritual? What does that need to be um, to feel beautiful, to be seen, to feel ready? And we create space to make sure that happens. You know, here's three, four hours. You go do what you need to do to get ready for that space to come back to me with that energy um, and feel ready and prepared and seductive and all the things that you need to connect um, and making sure that we give each other that, mm. you know, and almost almost schedule it, which sounds really, <laughs> you know, that's, that doesn't sound very romantic, but, you know, like if, if we create the space and be that for each other, but the dream is you create the energetic distance so the desire's already there. Yeah. You know, like the deep... But, 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 but people, people, yeah. people's lives are busy, aren't they, though? So that's the thing. So it's like, that's how it should be. But like I said, you've got kids, busy working, blah, blah. And like, and you said here, people got, think I'm crazy with my diary. My diary is so scheduled and measurements with stuff. So when you're saying that, I've actually got scheduled time for that, that makes complete sense to me. Just as you said, like, if, if I'm like, right, let's go right now. And you're like, what like no like yeah. hell no but so actually if you kind of know and i kind of know right well, actually you know what this is it, it completely changes how i would approach it how you'd approach it so it's not literally regimented of right right 6 p.m let's go it's not that at all and that's why i think when people talk about scheduling things they think it literally is that but it's yeah. not at all. it's just like a rough sort of guide thing of like right we need to come make time for this kind of here and then you kind of yeah. just again very natural and let it flow rather than no 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 six o'clock you've got me six till seven it's right not it, it's not how it is it doesn't work like that. No, we've got a pretty strict like Saturday night date night ritual and uh, where, you know, I get, I take Saturday afternoon, I do all the things I need to do and light a candle, play some music because it's more than just like, you know, it's taking the time, it's creating the space energetically for it, right? So I can move into that space, I relax from the day and I can't be, you know, cooking pasta or the mac and cheese and the nuggets and then I'm cleaning the house and unloading the dishwasher and, and then, okay, seven o'clock, boom, let's go. Now I feel beautiful, right? It, mm. it just, I don't, I don't work like that. Um, and I think a lot of women don't work like that. So, you know, now I know, you know, I'm going to take this time. And I'm not going to worry about that. Peter steps up. He does the things that need to be done. He's like, I'm, I've ordered the pizza. I've got the sitter ready. This is done. Dishwasher's unloaded. I've got the the music set up in the car. I've made a restaurant booking. I'm driving. I'm leading. I'm taking you to this space where we can connect. I'm dragging it. I get, I'm dragging He's literally going. Dragon. I'm board. leading. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leading. And I use that time to surrender because it's actually the, the surrendering. And even that word, oh, I say it out loud. My nervous system just goes, Ah, surrender um and it's it took me a long time to learn like surrendering that surrendering the decision making surrendering the doing going with the flow bringing that open energy 
just all the feels to it rather than all the thinking, then that takes me to a space where I'm ready to connect. Mm. Um, but it, it does, it takes practice. We get trained to do, not to let go. And it starts with the small things. So it'll even be, you know, I, I, I don't make any decision on what restaurant we're going to. I don't attempt to drive. I don't think about why did he take that left? He should have gone right there. Why did he, God, this is, you know, you'll mm. let it all go. And just kind of, I'd be, I'm in that space. Um, and that took a lot of practice. But I think there's a, there's a real interest in you said there as well, because what you're doing is you're letting quote unquote here, because again, this is not, I'm, I'm just using man woman relationship here, but you're letting a man be a man. Like, yeah. and, and in that situation, if you, again, the art of communication here, rather than just saying, right, I'm going to have some time for myself. You need to look after the kids. You need to do this. He's going to be like, what are you on about? But if you had been like, you, mm. you like said, it's like, no, no, you're in charge, but you're, you're yeah, doing it. Sure. You, you're playing to his dragon. It'd be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I am in charge. And then he's going to enjoy ah. doing it more. Doing it. rather than making it like a, you've got to do this. Then he's yeah. like, well, who the hell are you? Like, no, like, what? We need running a bath and meditating. He's like, and I'm doing all this work. But if you flip it and you play to yeah. it, and you know what you're playing with, again, you know the energy, you know what you're playing with. No, no, you go, you go be alpha. You go do, you go do that that, that thing. You organize it. Then it's like you're yeah. completely changing how he's going to approach it. And as you said, then creates again the polarity which then means you have yeah. an amazing night and then hopefully it ends in something amazing. But even if it doesn't, you've had a great time in each other's energy, being like that. Yeah. I think it's a real interesting way of actually approaching it. But again, it comes yeah. down to communication, which most people yeah. lack severely, especially in a relationship, which is when you need it the most, which is something I've massively yeah. learned. Well, because surrender is so different to delegation. And I think the, what you're explaining there sounds like delegation, right? Like, I'm going to go here and do these things. Again, you're leading. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm delegating the, the household responsibilities mm -hmm. to you right now. No, no, no. You know, I think, and to your point, that communication, as soon as Peter could see, oh, wow, the more I do this, the more I step up, I'm going to lead the whole way through this. Yeah. I'm capable. Of course I can. I can order a pizza and do these things. And, and, I, and I know at the end what that looks like. It's so encouraging, you know, and of course you can. If I can't, you know, and, and that leads into more of his dragon energy because if I can't trust him to like cook dinner or do these basic things, in his mind, he's like, how can you trust me to provide? How can you trust me with this bigger responsibilities that I want to lead with? And I want, you know, I want to hold you and contain you and I want to lead you in this relationship and I want to be the rock so that you can, you know, be the waterfall. I want you to be free. Um you know, because in the end, the dragon energy from the tiger creates nothing more than seeing them happy. I mean, how many times have men, I've, and again, I'm going to go back to heterogeneous terms because that's kind of where you're at, but the, what we're talking about, but how many times have I heard a man say to me, I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. I want to see that sparkle. I want to see that joy because that's what they're craving. Um, and so, you know, the same way that the tiger's like, I just want you to, to hold me, to be strong enough to let me let go. You know, I want to feel safe with you. Safety is everything. And that safety comes from like doing what you say you're going to do, following through, leading, decision-making, all those things that build like masculine structure are the things that allow the femininity to relax, you know, and move into that pleasure state that you're craving. I mean, what's more beautiful than embodied pleasure, you know, of the feminine energy? I mean, people pay a lot of money to watch women dance and move and, you know, like <laughs> the female form express themselves. I mean, gosh, look at Beyonce. I mean, you know, when she moves and she like, let's go, like some magical thing, like I'm captivated by, it. Um, you know, all these like this free flowing energy um, was so attracted to it. And so it's like, how do we create space? How do we feel safe enough to let go into that and bring that? Cause that's also where we're energized makes us yeah. so happy. Yeah. I want to just flip back to something that I wrote down earlier on. You've kind of touched on it a bit there, just a little bit. It's something I've not really discussed on the podcast before. That me and Mikey touched on it a little bit about toss, 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 toxic masculinity. Do you think that's such a thing? Like, can people be too dragon? And if there is such a thing as toxic masculinity, how is that created, do you think? And what can guys do? Or the woman, if that, that's such a thing. Because, like, again, if we're talking about this, toxic masculinity, toxic dragon then I'm assuming that means that a woman can be toxically masculine. So again, that's something that I've not really discussed. Is that really a thing? Can you be too in your dragon? Can you be too toxically, quote unquote, whatever that sounds like, masculine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I'll sort of separate those things. So I know toxic masculinity is its own topic, you know, that 
um, is out there, but you can definitely be an unbalanced energy. I think, and you can see that we, we, we've seen those, have seen those people. Um, I mean, that 70, 30 ratio is sort of the happy place, you know, because even when you get into workplaces, I mean, if you're all drag and all doing, you have no connection, no feeling, no empathy. Yeah. That, that doesn't look healthy at all, you know, um, and that's fine. You want to live on your own, work on your own. Maybe you're maybe you're a, a technician that works at your computer all the time. You don't need to connect with anybody in any way. Fine. You could probably survive in that mm -hmm. state. Um, you can probably be pretty alone, you know, and uh, the, on, on the flip side, you know, if you're all into the tiger energy, it does, it looks very sort of untethered and unhinged almost. It's that like everything you can imagine is kind of like the wild, free, emotive feeling, you know, it's, it can be too much. And we've all, we all have that friend that's a little bit too tiger, you know, we're like, oof. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like we're all the one we're like oh that's just her you know just doing it um she's just you know they get a bit unhinged so yeah I think like you, there's certainly a way people can end up in that other end of the poles and also sometimes we find well I find people in one energy can also be attracted to someone just even deeper in that energy so when I was living in my dragon what I actually found is that i not sexually, I didn't cheat, but I had business partners that I worked with who were even deeper dragons than I was. Because mm. what happens is I'm sort of like dragon light because really I'm a tiger sort of contorting myself to work in my dragon energy. But when I'd be around these really deep dragons, they would, they would help me feel like a tiger. So you sort of get attracted to this really deep energy, but mm. sometimes it's really unhealthy because there's not a lot of room for us in that. But um yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think a lot of women who spend a lot of time in their dragon end up deeply attracted to even deeper dragons and they don't yeah. know why. But then when they end up with them, it doesn't always end well because there maybe isn't a lot of space for them. There's not a lot of feeling. They mm. can be very um, selfish and, you know, not have the space that we're hoping for. Does that make sense? 100%. Because that's something that I've had to really work on myself when it comes to, again, being a business person and growing a business, that I was so go, go, go. I was too much in my dragon. So I basically had to realize that, again, not knowing what it was, not knowing it was really energy. I was just like, I'm literally not making space for anything or anybody here. And again, I then was kind of like, like I said, burnt out essentially. I was like, I just need to kind of just rein this back a bit. And again, I wasn't on the toxic spectrum of anything. I was just very much case of, I didn't have space for anything or anyone else. And I was just like, oh, do you want that for dinner? No, nah, I'm just doing this work. And it, yeah. it just leads you to be very, very alone and very isolated, which again, felt great at the time. But then when you kind of step out of it, you're a bit like, yeah, I, I kind of need that connection with people. Because again, I was neglecting that side of me. And I think that's very important where it's like embracing that tiger side. If, you're, if you are a dragon, embracing that tiger side doesn't make you any less of a dragon. It's actually allowing you to have the opposite. So like you can't have the good without the bad. Again, you need that polarity. You need the up and down. You can't, there's, again, the law of polarity, everything has polarity. If there's a left, there must be a right. If there's an up, yeah. there must be a down. If there's a good, there must be a bad. Like it's inevitable. So if there's a dragon, there must be a tiger. So if you're yeah. all dragon, you're neglecting the, the law and the laws are the law. So it's going to bounce back eventually and it's going to bite you in the ass at some, some things. So, um, Final sort of question, it's sort of, just to sort of wrap this up and summarize this in a good, neat little package. Um, what advice would you give to someone that feels stuck with their energy right now? Like, is there stuff that people can actually do to kind of figure out what energy am I in and mm -hmm. what energy should I be in? Because the energy that you're in, like you mentioned, you were all dragon, but then you discovered actually I need to be more tiger. That's where I feel more comfortable. Uh, and again, I know this is going to be in your book. I know this is not like a, a quick answer, but in a bit of a yeah. summary sort of thing, what can people do to kind of figure out where they're at and where they kind of need to be? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like anything, mindfulness, consciousness, even just the fact that if you're a listener and you're listening to this and you're asking these questions, you're halfway there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big part of it is just thinking about it um, and starting to pay attention. So, you know, I think, yeah, if you're feeling a bit stuck and you're not really sure, I think walking yourself through that idea, starting to think, okay, what am I, when I'm happy, when am I happiest in my relaxed state away from work? Now, you might already have the answer because you're like, well, my happiest relaxed state is work. 
<laughs> and if you just said that, then you're probably, you know, okay, you know, you're a dragon. You know, that's if, if your work and your purpose is your life and that's where your energy, um, then just going, okay, that that's where I'm at. And that's the energy that I have. So starting to feed that energy, grow stronger in that energy, and also just embracing it, going, oh wow, I'm a dragon. I'm that's cool. I'm going to focus on my purpose. I'm going to focus on these. I'm going to do some meditations that bring me back to consciousness um, because it's that conscious present um, that is the power of the dragon. You know, I'm also going to do things for me that help me get respect for myself and respect from others. Because again, that's where the dragon grows strong, particularly self-respect. So aligning um, what you're doing with your values and your day-to-day decision-making all behind your purpose will all help you with your self-respect and help you in that space. Mm. um if you're in the tiger energy or you're not sure because you're working so much and everything again just think about like those moments where you really feel energized like where did I get the most energy at the end of the day after 10 hours of doing this I fell in a heap and just couldn't talk to anyone you know I was lobotomized that's probably not where you're getting your energy Mm. from you know like you should at the end of that activity go wow that filled me up so what was it? Was it yoga? Was it walk with friends? Was it surfing? Like, what was the thing that brought you joy? And if it was something that was more sensorial, if it was something that was more in your feeling center, in your heart, you know, then, okay, I probably am a dominant tiger and I've really been ignoring this part of myself and contorting myself into my dragon energy um, for work or life or whatever. Um, so again, just paying, paying attention and then acknowledging that that part of you is all about connecting being seen being loved and it grows strong strong through pleasure um and embodying pleasure not just sexual pleasure but just finding things that bring you joy and prioritizing that pleasure um, because we tend to deprive ourselves of it a lot so even if it's a small thing a bunch of flowers a walk a smooch with the dog just like find the little things that help um push that energy deeper and it'll you'll find yourself more energized Mm. doing it that way I love that. Like, find what energizes you. It gets so simple, but we don't think about it like that. I absolutely right. love that. Um, where can people find out more information about you? Because I said, I know we've only just scratched the surface on this episode. And again, I want people to, to go out and buy your book and find out more information about you. So where can people find you? Yeah, so the book is Feed the Tiger, Free the Dragon. And it's available anywhere you can buy books. Um, Amazon and all the others. Uh, and my website is jillianharper.co and I love that you're British because I don't have to say it American I have to say it harper.co <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Instagram is underscore jillian underscore harper so you can find me there um, reach out and uh, yeah I'd uh, love to hear from from anyone and and talk more about polarity I do uh, speaking as well as coaching and then obviously I have the book as well Honestly, this has been a real eye-opener for me. I know my audience will take a lot of value from this. I just want to say thank you very much for myself personally and also for my audience as well. Thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Oh, a lot of fun.